Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie. Uh, so, Dolphins broke my heart. Yankees can't beat the Guardians in less than five games. And so, I have been watching... Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. You too. I've been watching, and like, that's two packages, by the way. Two deliveries in one at one episode. Isn't that nice? Tell you, you guys are asking them to come on the podcast when they deliver us stuff. Do you want to sit down for a minute? They probably can't. Why? Because Jeff Bezos will whip them. That's a USPS guy. Uh, I've been watching a lot more like progressive videos, like just like really diving into like what progressives think and believe. You're going back. Yeah, just like catching up a little bit. You're making a turn. You're going to become progressive again. Well, I've decided to flip-flop on something we've said a million times. You've been consistent, but I I can't stay away. I'm going to vote in November. (laughs) You should vote too. Fuck that. Here's why. Fuck that. Here's why I'm going to vote. Who am I voting for? I'm just going to vote Republican. No way. I'm voting all Republican. Because I just want, I just need Democrats to hurt a little. I need them to hurt a little. I don't want them to hurt. I want them to be, I want to keep giving them more power. I might go vote and I'll vote Democrat. Let's give them more power. (laughs) I want to see how bad this can get. Let's watch them fall on their face. You know why, Sal? Because your vote doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. So then why are you voting? Because if if it did matter... I, I want to try. I want to try. I'm like so excited to be. Oh, by the way, <laughs> since we're talking about voting, <laughs> I get so irrationally angry at the like register to vote ads. I know because because me too. I do not a single one of them. I know they don't talk about who to vote for, <laughs> but th- it's so implied that like your vote matters for change and bringing to ending hatred. It's like, well, I know you're implying that, like, the Republicans are just, like, this hate party and, like... That never change. Go register to vote so you can help end, end the... It's like, dude, fuck off. But think about what they actually imply. They're like, we live in a hate world, and the only way to change it is by voting for Democrats. The same Democrats that, that have been in government since 1974. Yeah, it's like, fuck that <laughs> shit. Uh, so I'm not voting. I will, I will not vote again. Uh, unless I'll vote for Tulsi, so if she does something, maybe I'll do that, but... I'm gonna vote for all Republicans... This is in, this is for the New Jersey primary. stuff. Yeah, because the, here's this is presidential primary. I what believe this? what are we even voting for. This is the midterm election, like next month in this a couple is Congress? weeks. Congress, yes, Congress. Um, we don't have a senator. See, I'm so out on voting. I don't even know what's coming up. We don't have a senator to vote for. Look at that. But it's your congressional candidates, your local elections. Perfect. Don't care. Strong vote. I just want to contribute to the pool of people who like when they have to change the algorithms of the machine. Or, like, put your ballot in the provisional pile. I just want it to be another one on top of it. Just so I have to, just so I have to cheat a little harder. No, I want them to cheat easier. Because <laughs> they're going to just... Like, it's all going to go their way anyway. But here's what I here's where we end up, though. Because you know how I feel about this, too. Like, it's not that... It's not just that I think the elections are rigged. And it's not just that I think that even if the people I want to win, win, they won't change anything meaningful to impact any of our lives. 
is that I think the whole process and exercise of democracy is unethical and terrible and like really really just catnip for us that keeps us even, all kind of like trapped in this not vote. prison matrix so but so, I'm still gonna vote so it's more reason to not vote I'm still gonna uh, do it though. here's why I won't vote it's not because I think it's rigged and it doesn't I think it's listen I'm clearly on the minority side <laughs> I've lost clearly my thoughts aren't valid They're my evil. opinions are wrong <laughs> and the majority of people out there think if you're not vaccinated you should be shot and killed uh you know we need $72,000 minimum wage an hour um <laughs> Anyone, whether you are in work or not work, like you just can get anything, and taxes are going to be astronomical. Gas prices, who cares? It's like I'm wrong, clearly, <laughs> which is fine. I can admit it. I'm wrong. My opinions are terrible, apparently. So why vote? Why should I vote on my shitty opinions that aren't going to matter? Because the majority of people have the right opinion. They're the right. They're they're better people than I am. They don't hate people. They know more. They're so much smarter. They're all highly educated, you know. So I'm just a dumb dumb over here. <laughs> you know, I didn't graduate from college or anything. So fuck it. Like, why am I gonna vote? Why? I hate, I hate everything about our political landscape so much. Well, that's kind of we are saying the same thing. We're just choosing to do two different things. Cause like I, I hate the political landscape so much that I want to vote to show people that I just like, I would choose the other side. But you hate it so much that you don't want to vote because you just don't want to vote. Yeah. In fact, I'm actually going to go on Amazon today so I can be ahead of it. I got to order some I did not vote stickers. I did not vote. <laughs> I want to I want to wear those stickers proudly. Like, I think it should be the opposite. Like, the people who wear the I voted sticker, you should punch them. Be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. But if you see someone wearing an I did not vote sticker, you give them a high five. Like, let's go. I don't wear the I voted sticker. Yeah, me neither. It's stupid. Oh, actually, I I do. I usually don't take it. So I actually like last year at the presidential election. I remember wearing the I two, voted sticker. Was it three years ago now? Whatever right? it was, I wore the I voted sticker because like I understand my look, and I would assume if you see me with an I voted sticker, you'd probably listen. We shouldn't just judge people on their looks who they vote for. It's insane. But if you were and you looked at me, you'd probably think, "Hey, you'd probably vote for Biden." So I liked having the I voted sticker because it probably, my vote probably is not fitting what you think it does, and I like that. But now, too bad. I didn't vote for anyone. <laughs> um, it, it makes it hard to be motivated to vote when the other side campaigned, not even campaigned, let's just go back even further. They campaigned against Trump in 2016 under the idea that like, if Trump took office, he would start nuclear war and crash the economy and, like, ruin our standing in the world and embarrass us on Sounds the global familiar. stage. And then, like, literally ran Hillary Clinton, who campaigned on doing all those things and lost, and then campaigned on not doing all those things and won and then did all those things. And now they're going to run and, like, somehow win again. And if they win again and you're going to tell me the elections are legitimate, then I'm just being gaslit. See, but that's why you're wrong. Then you're being gaslit? Dude, you've been gaslit. What are you talking about? Well, no, you're right. But I, what I mean is like... Well, if you get me one more time, no, 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 no. then I'll know for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. It sounds like what you're saying. What I'm saying is like, I'm being gaslit in the sense that like... 
not being gaslit in the sense like the elections are legitimate. Being gaslit in the sense that like reality is what we essentially presume it to be. Like you can't tell me that people are real at that point. People are real? Like how That's could it your takeaway? How could people, people be real? People aren't real. People aren't real. No, thing of like it's got to be like a mass psychosis. Well, that's kind of my point though of what I was saying about like being in the minority. Clearly, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm saying that very sarcastically. Whereas, like, I believe my opinions to be valid. How I'm not I- saying I'm right, but I'm saying my opinions. Listen, it's not that I believe I'm right and that they are wrong. I believe to an extent they're wrong, and I believe to an extent I'm right. Yeah. But what I really believe is that like they want my opinions to be silenced. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give that to I'm <laughs> not going to vote. I don't want to vote. I have no desire to vote. And you could tell me, well, then you're letting them win. Fine. I'll let them win. They're I don't won. care. I don't care. What am I fighting for? It's over. It's been over. But we've said I'm that I'm enjoying my time. life as it is. I have a nice place. I have a good job. I go to the gym. I'm, I have a lot of free but time. But then you're just... All right. But see, I spend a shit ton more money in gas. My groceries are through I'm the roof. I'm unhappy. I'm probably going to die from cancer that's in the food that we all eat but whatever whatever let's just let's just rush towards the speed that we're in a train that is not on tracks we're heading towards a cliff let's just get there sooner just vote for the democrats do it that's my campaign (laughs) why 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 put off the inevitable you know they're just gonna cheat and win anyway well then you're just talking about like the dr strange love sort of ideology where it's like learn to love the bomb baby yeah, baby, that's right. Because, like... <laughs> Here it comes. Listen. There's such a chance that, like, when you die, it's the greatest thing that ever happens to you. And, like, you wake up and you're like, Oh! Humanity was terrible. Oh, my God, why did we do that? And, like, just get me there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance that it's nothingness for the rest of eternity. Also fine. Probably the the best option. <laughs> I'll never forget, dude, on the Pete Holmes podcast back in the day, he always, like, you know, you made it weird. Great podcast, although I haven't listened to it in years because he went a little... Trump really ruined a lot of stuff. Like, it ruined my enjoyment of, like, most things. It's not his fault, but, it, like, you know... But, talking about, like, you know, what do you think happens when you die? It's, like, a staple question that they always talk about. And I think it was Martin Short who said it. He's like... Maybe it was Dana Carvey. It was one of the two. He said, where were you during the Renaissance? That's what happens when you die. (laughs) Things happen. You're not aware that they're happening. You're not there for them. You have no idea. It doesn't matter. You don't exist. You do not exist anymore. It's kind of oddly beautiful in a way, you know? Like, it's dark. But, whatever. We're all heading... And if it's up to the Democrats to get us there faster, let's go. See, but what if it's not, though? See, because I'm into numerology now. (laughs) Oh, for three days. There's different planes of existence that we could tap into. And when you die, you're just going to get transported to the next one. And it's going to be equally miserable for you if you're not, you know, enlightened. It's fine. When you tap into the sacred math, you get to go and become one with the universe. 
So was there six people <laughs> in this other dimension? Just like, we did it. Congrats. Dude, I don't know. Seems lonely over there. I'm going to go die and keep going to miserable hellscapes. All I know is over and over and over again. If you add the numbers of your birthday together, you can figure out why you act the way you act. Because the world is a matrix. Supposedly. That shit is weird. Like, I, I'm, I'm big. Not big. I'm poor word there I know relatively speaking of like my sign like Libra like what what a Libra is and when you read most like descriptions my personality is very much in line with it and it is creepy it's like hmm just because of when I was born and where the stars were in the sky like I now act this way and like people and I do get along with people who are around my birthday because I find them to be very similar to me. It's like, that's weird. So the number stuff, if it's the same, it's weird. Like, it must mean that nothing matters. Because, like, you have free will to an extent, but, like, not if the date you're born is directly correlating to how you act as a person. You then don't have a choice. Well, it's a simulated reality. Correct. It should be badass. But you're but you're a piece of consciousness in a simulated reality. Do you think how much of the matrix do you think is it's real? True. More than I used to Two percent? When I first saw the Matrix in two thousand percent? When I first saw the Matrix in the year two thousand or two thousand one or whatever it was, when I was like eleven years old. I think it came out in ninety nine, so I probably was like, Wow, this is great science fiction. <laughs> You're 11. You weren't even thinking that. You're just like, this is cool. Yeah. Now I'm like, wow. Disclosure. <laughs> is this reality? That's um, what I'm saying. Like, maybe it really just is that. It feels like it 90% of the time. Especially like when, that's what I was kind of just saying. I'm being gaslit. When I said I'm being gaslit and I said people aren't real, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm being gaslit on the nature of reality. Yeah. Because. Don't tell me I live in a world. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I know I'm asleep somewhere plugged in. <laughs> I know. Wake me up! <laughs> but also believe in flat earth or something. Because, like, we are on the verge of nuclear war. We've never been closer in my lifetime. We haven't been closer since the nuclear missile crisis. And we might even be closer now than we were then. So, that's horrific. By any measure. And we can't even get a news broadcast on it. Fine. Then you have all the like elements of the apocalypse that are essentially coming to reality every single day, like the Euphrates River drying up and the fucking you know, pestilence that is going on across the world, food shortages, famine, disease, uh, war now. Yeah. And all I'm saying is like look, I don't know if it's the end times, but I just have to start acting like it. And feels I kinda like, have been for a while. Feels but, like, like end times. We're dying really deep. <laughs> I gotta get back to church. I know, like I yeah, start praying. <laughs> I am when the rapture comes if the comes, democrats win I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave become a, dude you That's know all. what I'm gonna become a religious zealot yeah I think it's the only way to go that's fine it doesn't matter and by the way I don't care what your religion is just pick one yeah for me it's catholic I'm gonna go back I'm, I'm gonna, gonna first things first confession <laughs> gotta start <laughs> there probably a couple days in a row be like hey I'm back. You know, I've lost Jesus for and a little bit. Fuck the Pope, but like, come on, please forgive my sins. Uh, I've done, you know, <laughs> things. Things have been a little weird lately, and I need to get in on the right side of <laughs> history here. 
I'm going to come go to church. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sing. I'm going to listen. All, all my music is just going to be like religious Christian rock. And when the rapture comes, know who's going to be feeling pretty good? I feel much better. <laughs> when the, like, I've been looking at like different places where different sized nuclear bombs could hit and what destruction. See, I don't even cause. worry about it. I know. I'm way too worried about like. No, but like I'm doing it because it's kind of cool. Like think about you were driving on the road. And a nuclear bomb drops 97 miles away somewhere. Like, fucked. But you know, you know how, like, most likely instantly your death is is even still? Like, it's kind of... You'd be a charred skeleton in a second. Dude, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. You just That's what I'm saying. Like, the thing that scares me about death on, like, a normal level is, like... I don't. I don't want to like leave my family. Yeah, they're all dead too. We're all going together, <laughs> guys. We're going. It's it. We're on the, the bomb <laughs> hit. We're all going. It was a great time. If you go back to that episode we recorded at the start of this whole conflict, we are at that stage where I. Oh my god. Where I said, we have months. Like there's not there's not a long term here. It's either going one way or the other. We're ending this, and, or we're not. And I what I begged of our no listeners is like we don't let these people the Bidens the Sullivans the Susan Rices be the ones that are going to send us into this nuclear conflict with Russia head on and what's happened in the time since is that they haven't even tried to get to the negotiating table they've escalated this conflict every step of the way and we are really it's only do you think they're just like so cocky that they're not gonna do it that they like do you think it's like they don't want it either, but they're like, it's never going to happen. But we, I, it's what we've said before. Like, they're just calling the bluff. But like, what, it might not be a bluff. He might have pocket aces. It's what we said before where I, I don't think the nuclear threat, like, when we're throwing the word around of the nuclear threat, I don't think we're actually talking about, like, nuclear weapons anymore. I think we all know what the nuclear stockpile numbers are, but I think whatever the next level warfare is is a grander stage warfare than just, like, nuclear bomb. Does that make sense? Like... Yeah, of course. Like, maybe Dude, I'm... We were using nukes. From a place of naivety. Wait, what year was Nagasaki? It was 47, I think. Okay. You're telling me in almost 100... It's 80 years? Like... Yeah, exactly. We're still so just like, using that? Okay, maybe those things got better, but I think we're on to the next. And I think, like, we're prepared for, like, if it's Fucking laser beams just burning states. If it's traditional nuclear rockets coming out of submarines... Now, I'm not military trained. I don't have any, like, knowledge of this stuff really practically. I'm just speaking from, like, my secondhand knowledge of what I understand from the things I read. So maybe I'm, I am speaking from a place of ignorance, but maybe... I think that we have a very good understanding of what Russia's nuclear capabilities actually are. And we're not really scared of them actually launching nuclear strikes against us. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a nuclear strike against us that causes the downfall of human destruction in the, in the nuclear scenario here. So whatever this weapon or next stage warfare is, if someone sets it off, is there going to be a response... Where is it going to... What is it going to hit? Who is it going to affect? Well, that's why I think you gotta be an optimist in these situations. You gotta almost look at it as like a... It's kind of cool that we might get to see some shit that will probably end in all of our downfall. Fall. Well, but like, that's, 
I was thinking about it too. Like, they, what, just be what, like, is, what could these uh, these theoretical weapons be? Like, what if they could rip a hole in the fabric of reality and bring, like, Lovecraftian terrors from the beyond into could, reality? Could and like all Dude, of a sudden we can see some really cool shit. monsters in Russia. It's like, what about this? What, what about, about that weapon? What about this weapon? <laughs> Rips a hole in time. They figured out like cloning and time travel. Yeah, and there's just duplicates of everybody. <laughs> like that's the war. It's like. You don't know who's who, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck, what's going on?" Like, there's like seven, seven of you, and it's like, "Fuck!" Oh no! Be well, awesome. Think about think about all the DNA tests people have been sending for yeah. the last twelve years to China. Oh my god! With twenty three million shit, I don't know they why that, have a clone army of all of us. That came up. Why did that? Me and Amanda were just talking about this. She literally said to me a couple days ago. This is a, bad on my part because I should be a better listener. But she was telling <laughs> me something, and then it ended with her going. Honestly, all I've learned is never send in your DNA to one of those DNA testing things. Yeah, and I was I've like, never done that. Well, yeah, probably right. <laughs> but she's she's never done it. I've never done it. I have no desire to do it. I know people who've done it, and they've always been like, would you do that? I'm always like, I don't. I mean, I've sent I, people who ha- I've given my DNA away pretty freely in my life. Don't get me wrong. Well, what? Hold on. How are we classifying that? Just in all sorts of classifications. Okay, because I'm saying I'm dumping DNA it's every not, day, I don't want to act like I've been the most careful with my data and my DNA. However, there are just certain things that I don't... I'm not going to willingly just like send it into the government. Like, here's a, Especially the Chinese... It. A lot of these are literally like the Chinese government. They already have it. <laughs> or the Mormon church, which I think is 23andMe is the Mormon church or something. Uh, On a later note... I watched the new Dane Cook special. Was it good? Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I don't know if it's because it was good or if it's just because I I love Dane and it was nice seeing him <laughs> tell jokes again. His stories are so compelling, though. Like, he's just like... I think it's an hour special. I think he tells, like, three stories. And, yeah. like, they're just long, drawn out, but they're, they're so funny. <laughs> he's so good. And he still has, like... The movement. He knows how to, like, draw you. I don't know. He's, just, he's so good. It's good. Really enjoyed it. I miss Dane. I know. I know. When I see him on TikTok, I still get... I'm like, oh, it's Dane. Love Dane. Um, he was still really funny when we saw him in person that night. That was and, a while uh, ago. And Ben Glebe opened up for him, and he was just on Jimmy Dore's show. Ben Glebe. apart over vaccines. Oh, that's the other thing. MIA, man. Big Kanye West she's, fan. She's, Did you hear some of the shit Kanye West is saying? Uh, I saw... Uh, I saw someone talk about how he's turned the corner and is just, like, anti-Semitic now. Uh, I don't know. Well, he had that tweet, obviously, but he's... After that tweet, he's been on interviews and has been... He's essentially saying, like... He's fighting... In his words, I believe... Like, globalist bankers. <laughs> He's like, you can't kill me. Dude, Kanye? <laughs> I'm telling you, watch the documentary on Netflix. His brain is different. He is... He was put here for a reason. That's what he the, believes. <laughs> that guy... Listen, I don't know if it's just, like, willpower. Like, if you believe that you were chosen to be special, and, like, so you just... Like, he, he just, just... That's it. Yeah, he manifested. Like, he manifested himself. Or if he really would, like... Because uh, he started making a documentary about himself before he was anybody. He was like, he goes, nah, I'm fucking Kanye. You're going to record me, and this shit's going to be huge. It's like, dude, you're nobody. It's like, oh, 
No, he was right. Turns out he's like an icon in so many different areas. And he's also a little bit crazy. Yeah. But maybe he's not crazy at all. Like maybe everything crazy. he's saying is like Fine. Maybe it's Dude, maybe remember the remember the meltdown he had on the stage at one of his shows, the floating stage, where he's just going off about Jay Z being in the Illuminati and how they're coming after him. Remember when he went up and, and shit he, on Taylor Swift? Yeah. Like winning that award? Taylor Swift's part of the Illuminati. He's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> well, like, Beyonce's not. Yeah. Well, he, that was when they were trying to get him. He was, like, he was like re-listening to their pitch. He's like, I think you got me. because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, do something crazy at the MTV Music Awards. Kanye is just, is just a guy who has a platform and a voice and is allowed to say whatever he wants. Uh, well, actually, not anymore, because now if you say whatever you want... Like, how long before the Sandy Hook parents sue... Kanye? Sue, Con- <laughs> sue Kanye for calling Jewish people. <laughs> Who, how long before they sue us for mentioning them on our podcast? A billion dollars Alex Jones has to pay. MIA wasn't happy about it. It's crazy. Sorry, listen, celebrities, if they know... Like, MIA's career may be, like, dying, and she knows that if she just turns to be, like, an anti-vaxxer, she's going to get a new wave of people. Yeah. I don't care if that's her avenue, because it worked. Her out new album. Guess who listened to it? <laughs> Me. <laughs> it's pretty good. Hey, but we need these people. That's what I'm saying. I need someone to be saying it. My platform isn't big enough. Me being like, hey, these vaccines are just killing everybody. Doesn't really do much. Allegedly. MIA being like, hey, these vaccines are killing everybody. People start talking. People are just responding to her. You suck. You're <laughs> terrible. Spouting lies. Where's your data? And she like responds to people like, fuck off. Where's Pfizer's data? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the pre-trial data for the thing? It turns out. Look, I hate... The, I, I could care less about the pharmaceutical companies and the... Celebrities. You know what I care about? There's one thing I care about. Temtem. Alright, talk about Temtem. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Are we not going to talk any, like, sports on this podcast? I probably talked up at the beginning. Not really. So the Dolphins broke my heart. Can I, I just want to say one thing. Beat the I just want to say one thing. Cleveland Indians. And maybe this is wrong. Maybe okay. you don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. Yes. I think, like, he's he's good now. No, he's not. Like, in my opinion, I know. he is Because you absolved. are doing that thing you always do. No, 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 no. Yep. No, no. This is not that. You're in the moment. I know what you think this is. You're in the moment. I'm just saying. He like, wasn't that good last night. No, time. no. First of all, yes, he was. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's going to be, like, he's the best pitcher in baseball. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, next year, however long this playoff run goes... If he's the same guy as he always is, that's fine. He could go give up 30 more home runs next year. I'm just telling you, from my standpoint, I'm not going to shit talk him anymore. In my opinion, he last night he did enough where I get to be, that's a fucking Yankee. You know, he earned that contract. <laughs> Dude, so that is stupid. Do you understand, <laughs> do so you understand <laughs> what that loss would have done oh to this organization? God, it's so funny. If Garrett Cole goes out there and gets lit up, I want everyone listening to the po- this podcast, if you're out there, to know. I'm right. In literally nope, six I'm right. to four to eight days from now, no way. if the Yankees win tonight, 
When we are playing the Houston Astros, if Garrett Cole gives up more than three runs... Yeah, but he's not going to, you know? Frankie Biazzi will say the exact opposite of everything he just not said true. right now. Not true. I, still, I will, like, like always and on every issue, be consistent. No, first of all, you're the one who's voting. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that's true. I am voting. But let me read you my tweet, just so you understand what I'm dealing with here. I said, I'm a changed man. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm in love with Garrett Cole. Oh. <laughs> I feel horrible about the things I've said about him in the past. He was worth every penny. All those positive Yankee bots For on Twitter. Winning the division series. All those, oh all those positive Yankee bots on Twitter were right, and I was wrong. Garrett Cole, <laughs> I am sorry. I think that's fair. Look, I'm happy you feel good. And I hope you keep up this energy. Did you see his his answer about the question about Josh Naylor? He's like, I, he was cute or something. Right? He got, he got, whatever. It's cute. <laughs> it's a good answer. Dude, I love Naylor. That was awesome. He went a little too far. Obviously, but he's just that kind of guy. Though. I, I like Naylor. That's why I like, like Naylor's him. a psycho. He, went, he would go too far if he were a normal guy. But yes, Naylor yes, yes, is a yes, literal yes. You insane have to, baseball guy. Yes, and I you love have to be shit. ready for that to happen. If he were on the Yankees, he would thrive because this is a culture that drives on winning. I don't think he would thrive because... Maybe not. He wouldn't he be able go to crazy. Do, he wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> and, like, he can't bottle it up. Someone yeah. He'd murder someone. <laughs> yeah, he'd <laughs> kill someone. He'd be good. You know where he'd be great, actually? And we can't Boston. have it at Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have oh, it happen. Dude, I've been Keep thinking about away. it since... Two years ago, Boston. when he hit the the like the go ahead double and like inning in the first inning, and he was losing his shit, and I was like, he would be a problem. If he oh was a god, if he was, I, yeah, he would shit on our throats all the time, and he fit in so well. Yeah, the problem. My only really problem with it is just like you can't, you can yell at Cole because you just you did it, you just hit the home run off, man. But it can't you you can't be like, that's my fucking son. Because Garrett Cole owns you. Yeah. Like, his numbers against you are... He probably doesn't know what his numbers against Cole are, really. You can hit the home run off Cole and, like, look at him and, like, tug your dick at him. You can do anything. But you, you can't, don't own Cole. You can't be factually incorrect, but that's my son. But, I mean, in that moment, he did. Yeah, but then in the very next at bat, <laughs> he gotcha. The day he destroyed the White Sox, I just happened to be watching that in, that Indian... That's where you really fell in love in with In the him. beginning of the year. Holy moly. That comeback, they're like six runs down. He was the whole team. Like, he literally put... The, and the way he was so... Amped. Now, he... I'm sure... Because I look at his stats. I'm sure day in, day out, he's not performing at that level. But I just like but when he does, who can amp the team like that yeah. and literally, in, in big moments, change a game because of their energy. It's so cool. It's huge. There's not Didn't work last guys. night, though. Like, like he almost did. That home run it was did, to get within did. run, within a run, and he then ultimately that was the only run he they scored. To do something else, and they lost. I know. I still like it though. The Guardians just aren't that good all around. Their bloops are They're fast. It's so crazy. Like, Every bloop. They, so all they do is bloop. Is dangerous. All they do is bloop. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why they get a lot of hits, but they don't slug. It's crazy. They're, I, they're a team of IKFs. Which works. is why Naylor's good, because Naylor can slug a little bit. The Clay Holmes strikeout of Ramirez. Just sinker, 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 sinker. Slider at the end. Started at Adam, and he starts swinging at it, and it starts coming more at him. It was badass. Was that the... the there was the at-bat where he gets the call on that sinker that's out of the zone. Who would he, Was that Rosario got struck out? Yeah, maybe. 
think so, actually. That was a good call. It's a great call. <laughs> I'm nailed it. He had a, the, uh, I was saying, I think that might have been the only pitch I even noticed all game that he didn't nail. He was great last night. I don't um, he had a few, but every time he did it, he had one for the other side. I thought he was really consistent. Um, Playoff baseball has been pretty good. I'm not really nervous for game five. I could care less what happens. I just think you're. I knew we were getting here. When like we... you can't, you can't lose now. They're so going like, to No, I, like I don't think they can. Like, if they win, we'll be happy because they won. If they lose, I'm telling you, the only way they lose tonight is if Boone has another moronic meltdown, which if, is so it's very plausible. No, but if they lose, we'll just have known the whole time they were going to lose in this series because they're just not that good. Tell you what, for Garrett Colsey, he should actually hope they lose because it just ends with him being the only bright spot of this team. Tyone's going to give it a good effort. Probably not. I don't know. You have Tyone and Herman. You got Nestor, too. Nestor could throw. Yeah, if Nestor's throwing, that means you, you're... Dude, throw everybody. I don't <laughs> care. So you're a little desperate. I don't give a shit about what happens against Houston. All right, so yeah, so World War Three is gonna start. Uh, Yankees are good, and the Dolphins are getting two back. Season starts next week. You don't even care about the Dolphins. Season starts next week. That Vikings game was so brutal, though. Doesn't matter. Water under the bridge. How'd they make a game that I knew they were gonna lose? That I thought could no way be worse than the Jets game. They've done it from my living room. Dude, they've done it. Think about it. How could the losses have hurt progressively? They've done it three weeks in a row. Amazing. Where it was like, you're like, hey, this is the letdown game against the Bengals. Against the Bengals, you're like, listen, we just came off in a very emotional win. Thursday, short short week, week, injured. You're probably gonna lose. Go out there and give it a little bit, and they ripped your heart out because the quarterback you love died Died on the field, (laughs) and that was the talk. And then you're like, you know what? You're probably going to lose to this Jets team. The Jets are coming off a big win. That's on the road. Teddy's your quarterback. You don't, Your whole defense, your defense is, hurt. is hurt. Like, let's be honest. Just get out of Dodge. And they still managed to lose that game. And they no lose way that, that like, game in a hard... Because, like, Teddy gets knocked out immediately. And a then, fair call. The safety. You fight your way back. You miss the field goal. You by collapse. The way, by the way, why the fuck was the sack on Kirk Cousins in the end zone where he barely gets rid of the ball? How is that not the exact same play that we saw last Look, week? There's a standard for the that Dolphins. Ball, that ball was not near any receiver. He was in the end zone as it came out. And that's intentional grounding in the end zone. It's a safety. I just watched it last week. I know that rule now. Fucking hate the NFL. They also gave Teddy an intentional grounding to me that wasn't an intentional grounding because he was out of the pocket. He was so he was so far back. Yeah, and it literally hit. I think it hit the foot of an offensive lineman, but right beyond the offensive lineman was a guy set up for. But isn't it a rule that like, but he like that ball never got back to the line of scrimmage? scrimmage. And I thought you can't like it's not a pass because you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. No, it is a pass. Isn't there something about it has to the ball has to get back to the line of scrimmage? Because that ball never made it back to the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure. But, regardless, three weeks in a row, this team, like, when you're expecting them to lose, they lose, but yet it's like, how did you lose? You could have won a million like, times. Like, if you could have just lost. They, you could have went out there and got, got blown, blown out, out by the Vikings and been like, okay, well, that's, here what, we go. that's what happens. But instead, you're like, no, like, watch how we're good we're going to play so today. Good. And we're still going to lose. It'd be a shame to lose... When you play this well on defense and you like the offense was a net negative yesterday. 
for most of the game. Until the end. Like, the last three drives. Literally. Gotta figure it out. Fucking Waddle, man. I love you, kid. That fumble was God, as bad as it gets. God, it's so bad. <laughs> it's as bad as it gets. Hopefully that's, like, the worst ever. But I don't want it to get in his head either. That's how like Giants that. fans felt with Tiki. I'm having fun watching, watching the Giants. Super Bowl, baby. Except the Eagles won again. They gotta pick up a loss somewhere. They play the Giants twice, then. And the Giants at this point, when you're five and one, like that's legitimate, like whatever. Well, they, they shouldn't. They could beat anybody. Yeah, they could literally beat anybody. Literally. So like, they'll win ten games. They've beaten the Titans at least. So they beat the Titans. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Packers. Who else you want? Who else you want to beat? Yeah, like I mean, the Chiefs I have to come in. Do I think they're good? No, but they clearly are. So like, what does my opinion matter? I think we're better than three and three, but you're three and three. You're three and three. I Listen, think the Giants probably aren't a I five think the and Jets, one team. I think the Jets season, but this season they're five and one. I th- the the Jets are weird to me because I actually do think they're like young and spunky. Yeah, but they're, they're young a little and spunky ahead of schedule right now and winning. And but I don't that's like our that. fault. I don't like them winning and being young and spunky. You're supposed to be young and spunky and losing. It's that's coming down to two factors. They factor play- one is they found a really dynamic playmaker at the running back position, which can so change good. your offense, which so they good. have. Because they don't have an offensive line or a quarterback right now. Dude, Zach Wilson's bad. Yeah, and they're able to win games because they can control the offensive momentum of the game. Like, it's the opposite of what we've been trying to do for the last 30 years. We're like, And it's not like the Jets have been trying <laughs> to solve this problem. They kind of lucked into it. Although, give Joe Douglas credit. I think he actually found Brees Hall, which is great. But it's not like when he drafted Brees Hall, he was like, this guy is going to be the next... Adrian Peterson, which no. he's kind of been for the last two weeks. No, not at all. On our end, like we're trying to build the offense with the quarterback, but okay, we need to protect the quarterback, and okay, we need weapons for the quarterback to throw to and all these things, but if you were to draft a running back who could run the ball for 150 yards every game without an offensive Dude, line look at or what a the, quarterback... Look at what the Giants are doing. <laughs> the Giants' offense runs through Saquon. It's not running through Daniel Jones. The offensive line for the Giants isn't good. The offensive line for the Jets isn't good. They have good running games because the running back doesn't need the line to block for them. He sees where the gaps are, and they get through the gaps. Not in every play, but you know what happens on the plays where they're not getting the gaps? They're getting two or three yards because Break they tackles. can get ahead of the of the line just by vision and, and strength, breaking tackles. So, like, the Dolphins can't do that. We always go with running back, finesse running backs who can't. I like Raheem Mostert. Like, he's I been, do, too. He's been he's fine. Been but, like, but he's not that kind of runner. No. And, I mean, they're rare, too, so, like, whatever. But the Jets legitimately have one right now. You know what really hurt me yesterday? It was, like, we made Dalvin Cook a zero until, the until one he broke a 60-yarder, and you're like, well, then, then your whole day's team. ruined. But that's a good team, man. Like, we had Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. He His longest run was, like, three yards. And then he got, like, a six-yarder. And I was like, yeah, you have, like, 20 yards on the day. You're doing nothing against us. And then they, just one play... Take it to the house, and you're like, well... But that's because you you were asking your defense to do too much. Like, eventually, something's... You're not going to stop them every time for the whole game forever when you're constantly... God, we gave him so many short fields. So Jason was... Sanders, make a kick! That was the worst 50-yard attempt I've ever seen him make, too. It wasn't even close. I don't know what's going on with him. He's in his head a little bit. It was out. It was, it was so gone the second he hit it. So, I mean, that's everything. I, I thought it got blocked. I was like... I want to talk to my to my brother about all these issues, and now they're over, and now we can stop the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
spin cycle. Yeah, so I ran a drain and spin cycle <laughs> so that I can at least turn on the dryer while I was gone. And when I turned on the drain and spin cycle, it said 14 minutes. Like, it takes 14 minutes. It was 45 minutes of 14 minutes. Like, it was crazy. Like, it just... It was at 14 minutes for 20 minutes, and then it dropped down to 10. There was no... Tw- there was no in between. There was no 14 through 11. So then, it was only on 10 for, like, two minutes. Nice. And then it was on 8. And I was like, all right, here we right, go. Here we go. It was stuck on 8 for, I swear to God, I got in the shower. I got all my stuff ready to, like, walk out the door. Still on 8. So then I, I took out the garbage, came back upstairs, still on eight. So then I just sat on my couch and I just stared at it. Because I need this, because I've done it before, where I've done the drain and spin. And it'll get close to the end, and it'll just, the error message will pop up again and nothing will actually. Is this an unusual brand washer? No, it's a good brand. It's I think it's LG. Or, okay. But the problem is it's the two-in-one. And I think the two-in-one requires just a little bit more maintenance that me, that I've not done yet. And I think it's just, like, full. Because yeah. the, bu- the book is saying is, like, that... You've oh, got to be clearing a trap somewhere yes, or doing like, a once a month. Which, like, isn't even that bad. But I've... We've <laughs> we been just in haven't the, done it. We just haven't done it. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do that. So. So now your washer's clean. Yeah, and I woke up with a fucking raging headache, and it just has not gone away. So it's not been a great day for me. And then I got you... Just giving me shit. Well. Which doesn't add to my goodness of day. Well, we were try. I was trying to sit here and be patient. 12 o'clock rolled around, 12.15. I'm like, he's got to be here any minute. When you said... I wasn't even trying to be, like, aggressive in my questioning. I was just... You started... All right, hold on. Your first text was just... Dot, 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 I thought dot, you dot. died. That's a like, real... are you alive? That's like, insane. Where are you? To just send dot, dot, dot. First of all, um, my goal was to be here at 12. That's what I presumed you'd be here by 12. My goal was to be here at 12. And I didn't bother you until literally 12, 16. It's 1 o'clock. It's not like it's that big of a <laughs> I know. Well, I... Okay. It's a half hour... De- well, I guess it's an it's hour, an hour delay. But even still, I just... Well, I guess not really. I guess really I was actually never really planning to be here other than like 12, 15. Because realistically, I didn't, get, I didn't walk into my door until 11, 15. So I was in, I, and I knew I had I had a shower because I was coming from the Based smelliest place on the place conversations on we had yeah. leading up to whatever, this moment we're sitting here, I presumed 12 o'clock would be the latest you'd be. Also here. agree. By I the time I, would be that, I was that presuming time. in my head. Yes. Now, when 12 didn't roll around, I wasn't like angry or mad. I was just like, okay. But when 12.15 rolled around, I was like, I'm genuinely concerned because now I'm just sitting here. Is he coming? Is he not here? Did he stop somewhere? Did he go to the gym? What happened? And then I texted you the dot, dot, dots. I didn't know you were going to be in a bad mood because your washing machine broke. I was in a very bad mood. So I didn't know. And then you're giving me shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right like, I just so. wanted to know if you were right coming. So. No. But you were still at your house. I was just surprised say, to know you were at your house. Don't say you weren't giving me shit when like your response is just... Whatever. If anyone ever responds that to you with just... That was way down the line. If someone ever responds to you with just whatever, just know that person's an asshole. <laughs> and you're being an asshole. <laughs> that was way down the line. You know how I feel about internet recording the podcast. It's not happening. No. I don't know what to tell you. It's <laughs> uh, it, like we live in the year 2022. The internet capability is pretty good. Almost every podcast on the planet gets recorded over the internet. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying if... There's situations where, hey, maybe it's just easier no. on in a situation it's not gonna happen. when I have a flooded washer dryer no, and I have look, so much laundry that I have to get done that's just 
They can't you get done know. if the laundry's broken. How many? We, do we have to do this every week? You know. Monday, there's an hour to two hours out of your life where you're going to sit down with me. We're going to talk. But it could happen before this late on a Monday. It could happen anytime before then. You were in the area yesterday. Could have done it. You were here Saturday. Could not have done it yesterday. Could have done that, it. But sure. Saturday. Just saying. Possibility, maybe. I don't know. So then when it's like, okay, now it's the last minute on Monday and you have crises and you didn't do your laundry and you blame me for your problems. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not I didn't do my laundry. That's what you just said. You said I have to do all my laundry. I have to do laundry. That's part of my, like, my day. I agree I had guests at my house all weekend. Again, I I feel sympathy for you, but I don't see how that means, like, we have to then sacrifice the podcast. Well, when my washer isn't working and I can't get the laundry done... This is part of being Maybe work with me for 30 fucking minutes. I know? did work with you. Nah. You had an attitude. Know, again, I just didn't you know had where you I'll read all the texts. Like, I had an attitude. You had an attitude know. instantly. Well, you're interpreting the dot-to-dot as more of an attitude. Is more really just my concern for where the hell are you. Again, based on the timeline you let out, we st- the contact started at 1045. 1040. 1040. Where it was like, I'm going home to shower, and I'm leaving. So, even if I gave you a full hour to shower and do your laundry. When I sent you that text, I wasn't in my car. I don't don't know where you are in your life when you send me that text. All I know is I'm interpreting that text at 1040 to mean the things Frankie has to do. So, maybe that's a you problem then. Read the text. Read that first text. Same. Just finished, going home to shower, then I'll head over. Okay, that's a 1040. So yes. now, you were where? In Neptune, New Jersey. Yes. You live where? Bradley Beach, New Jersey. So I know the general distance from where you were to where you were going. It's a five-minute drive. Yes. That's so not the issue. Ten. I don't care. I'm just laying out my timeline in my head to justify my where, where I'm coming Why from. Why are we doxing me on my podcast? I mean, I, we've doxed me a million times on this podcast. You got home probably, even if I'm being generous, 10.50. You no. took... Oh, oh, yeah. In you here, took yeah. a 40-minute shower, 11.30. You left from my house and hit traffic, 12.10. I don't text you until 12.16. I don't think I did anything wrong. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, you, did That's you get into a text. car accident? What happened? Why are you not in my house yet? Why are you... Hey, everything okay? <laughs> no, instead, dot, dot, dot. What? ETA? Yeah, then you come at me with what? You know what? Where are you? <laughs> no, I'll be honest. I gotta be honest. Truthfully, when I saw that, I thought something happened with, like, the dolphins. I was like, oh, shit, it's breaking news. And you are like, ETA. And I was like, oh, sorry, my washer filled with water, so I have to wait for it to drain so I can start this load while I'm gone. Hoping to be out of the house in five minutes. Feel like that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> oh man, all right. <laughs> that's, that's, I feel like that's pretty reasonable. So I. Oh uh, man, all right. I, I responded. I was bummed to hear you. I responded. Very, you're not even in the direction of my house yet. I responded very I'm reasonably. I'm sitting in this in this seat. I'm sitting Do you right want to come here? Offering you. Listen, if that's if I'm causing you an issue, no, you just come here. You didn't cause me an issue. It's just that I have been sitting in this chair since at least like 11:45. Expecting every car that drives down this street or turns this corner to be your car for a half an hour. 
feeling like an asshole when funny. you're like, I didn't even leave my house yet. I had shit going on. <laughs> okay, and like, I don't know when that. When I have shit going on, my first instinct isn't to be like, gotta text Sal. Well, I'm waiting. It's like we have the we have an appointment. This is we fine. should just start doing it that way. Give what? me a time. We kind of did. Not I, really. We literally left off. Not only did we give each other a time, we gave each other a time that was within an hour of the time honest. we left off on. There's a, there a part of this that I haven't said that... <laughs> It's it's bad for me, but I'm gonna say it, and it's because there is no there wasn't a set time. So before I hopped in the shower, I made some eggs. So like that took a little bit of time. <laughs> but the, and I didn't know the washer thing happened until I ate my eggs. Yeah, so, so like had a whole lunch. Too. If I would have figured out the washer thing first, you know who didn't eat lunch yet? It maybe wouldn't have impacted me. Did you eat breakfast? Not really. I mean, I don't usually eat breakfast. Okay, well, need to get some eggs. <laughs> Toasted some bread. Uh, I wanted to do the Game of Thrones stuff in the post. I expect you to walk in. And the first thing I was going to say to you is like, I can't believe people didn't like this episode of Game of Thrones because I I liked it a lot. Um, not that people didn't like it. Like, I, I think saw people generally liked this episode. I but saw I think three a lot of, separate reactions. I saw people, people calling it boring, which it was not boring. If yeah, you think that episode's that. boring, you don't have a brain and you just need like action all the time, which is fine. Game of Thrones is a great show. It's going to give you action, but like, don't say this episode is boring. You're just stupid. That's my opinion. That um, was pretty good. Then I saw some people say, so this, this episode is the, someone dying. Do you hear that? I think it's just kids playing. Oh. Um, this episode was the biggest departure from the books, according to yeah. the book a lot readers. Of the book people don't like. It. So I saw, but a people, lot of people do like. I it too. saw people who weren't book readers who were mad that they didn't stay true to the books because it gives them the feeling of season eight. But to my question is like, well, did you know it was different in the moment, and were you enjoying it as it was playing out? If you did then I don't give a fuck what the books say. If I enjoy it on screen, and I think that's what people's issue was with like Game of Thrones Season 8 too. It's like, are you enjoying the show? If you're not enjoying the show, fine. Like, if you're enjoying the show and then you find out after, it's like, well, that didn't happen. Why are you getting angry? It doesn't make any sense to me. But then I saw book readers who loved it. So, so some book readers who liked it, some book readers who didn't like it because of a bunch of different reasons. I saw some legitimate criticisms that I kind of agree with in certain spots and then don't agree with in certain spots. But then the the overall take that it's reminding people of Game of Thrones Season 8, which I... You know how we feel about Game of Thrones Season 8, so we're not the best people to kind of take apart that argument. Because I think it felt... I... Spoilers coming up if you're if you plan on watching it. Like, whatever. If you're not watching the show when it releases on Sunday, I don't know what you're doing anyway. If you're listening to this and you're not watching Game of Thrones and you intend to watch Game of Thrones, like, I don't know what you're doing. But when she bursts through the floor with the dragon, uh, I think a lot of people Which have... Which is fucking sick. I think a lot of people have rightful questions about the... Like, what's happening in that scene, you know? I just think a lot of people's interpretations aren't fair because of their what they've read in the book or what they expect to so, happen I don't know in what, the future. I don't know what the book is. I don't know the future of what's supposed to happen. All I know is I'm watching a television show that's telling me a story. Yes. And in this story, there's this character who is a dragon rider who is imprisoned in King's Landing, who does not want to be there. At the start of a war. This At is the, the day war. when they're about to the usurp. They're taking the throne. They are usurping the throne. And you're the hostage. From this you're is the my angle, yes. yeah. Like, this is so what I felt. I'm watching a story. Yeah. And this woman is being 
led out of King's Landing. And she's like, I have to get Nelly's. She got funneled with the crowd into the Sept. She well, saw the opportunity to get to well, the Well, that's pit. what she's saying. She's like, Not I, the Sept. This is the Dragon Pit. She's like, it's I need to go get Nelly's. And Eric is like, ah, sorry, no time. We gotta go. Yeah. And she's like, all right, like, I guess I have to leave my dragon. And then she gets stuck in the fit. They got separated. And she, like, sees she's where they're going, going. And they're like, all right, fuck yeah. I'll get to the dragon. And then she's there. She's watching. She sees what's happening. She's like, I got a chance here. She breaks away. She gets her fucking dragon. And you know what I'm doing once I get my dragon? I'm coming through the fucking floorboards. I'm being like, I'm showing you I'm free, and you better be scared now. Yeah. And, like, remember this, because, like, I could have taken you all out right yes. here. Yes. And I'm not And then doing I saw it. that, too. I saw a lot of people being like, well, she should have just killed them. Well, then we don't have a show. But also, like, think about the practical <laughs> implications if she scorches. Remember, people are complaining because she just killed a, probably, like, upwards of hundreds, if not thousands yeah, but of people. Game of Thrones. We don't care about those people. Yeah, but even if, but even if we want to say, okay, we do, because there's a scene earlier between Allison and Rhaenys where they're talking about how they need to be more restrained than the men who are causing war, and then she bursts through the floor and kills all these peasants. Yeah, but so In this there's moment, a chance no one died. In this moment, you got to think about what's actually happening here, just like we just went over. Prisoner of war, essentially. Very high-ranking queen, princess, who's now in the hands of her enemies, but also her family, so it's a little complicated dynamic, but they're essentially her enemies. She's escaping. This is like life and death now. Yeah. If she gets caught, she's probably dead. They're going to hang her. Yeah. Yeah. She's now in with the rabble, sees an opportunity to get to to the pit, Gets on the dragon. What happens in this moment? The bursting through the floor is essentially like dropping that bomb. Like it is the first like physical attack. The war is start of the war. There's no going back. The high towers are in the moment of celebrating the first real political victory of the war. What they think is their essential political end game yes. and the start of the war. But they don't realize her being free. This being a moment. Your victory is not a victory. No, this it's a big loss. It's a battle. So now, yeah, okay, maybe the people of King's Landing are going to talk about how Rhaenys burst through with her dragon, and like killed a whole bunch of peasants. But actually, what we're going to see is what does that really matter when they were already like they don't the people of King's Landing don't necessarily care who the king is anyway, and they're already kind of getting behind Aegon just based on the pomp and circumstance. Oh, well, what's going on? They're like, all right, cool. So like, does Rainey's really care if she takes out a few hundred peasants or thousand peasants who are loyal to the king? No, of course not. So I didn't care about that at all. And then I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Like I said, I'm watching they, a television I it was done show. Really well, too. That scene was cool. It was awesome. Do you know how badass she looked in that she armor? The dragon on the was back? so cool. Dude. People were like, oh, she put on her armor too quick. The armor was in, as far as I could tell, I thought she put on the armor. To but that's why she was wearing the rope. Oh, for sure. Because she was, had dragon yeah, I, rider I, armor I, on that, underneath. I saw that too. I don't think she changed into armor. Yeah. Take that. Thank you so much. Cool. What is that? That's a bed rail. Nice. Um... What's it say? Uh, it's the armor. Oh yeah, like, why would she? Where would she have gotten the armor? Yeah. She was clearly wearing it. She didn't have a bag with her. I thought when Eric picked her up, it was in that room. Yeah, she. He, I'm assuming he's like, we gotta go, and he's like, all right, get ready. He's walking through the streets with his armor. <laughs> he he looked like a he looked like he stood out. I, that's what that was my that was the only there's two things I questioned this whole episode well maybe three there are a few things thing. I questioned but the that 
that he was in armor and like there were clearly like city watch people like forcing the people they don't see like eric they're like eric what are you doing here what are you doing who's that girl <laughs> but whatever uh the other thing is i don't know her name white worm i remember son Millis- her accent Millicent? her accent takes me out of the show yeah i've heard i she, it's not the best it's is she Jamaican? <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. It's almost like, um, in Game of Thrones, Shay. Yeah. Like, it's almost like that. Except it's not, so it's worse. Like, she, if it was just, like, what that was, great. I don't care. Like, I've never been bothered by the show's accents and shit. I don't know. It's a different world. But, I mean, she's just doing a Jamaican accent. And it's... And it changes, like, from episode to episode. Like, she doesn't always sound the it's same. It's not very like, consistent. So it's weird. It doesn't bother me, but I've heard people say that, and I can't. And then, that's really the only two things I had wrong with the episode. I loved the Laris shit. So fucking weird. I loved it. It makes... I think I loved it because of the way my brain went through that scene. Yeah. You didn't pick it up right away? No. So as soon as she takes off her shoes and she, like, puts her feet up... I'm like, man, she's tired, and her and Laris are together. <laughs> Poor queen. She's like, I've been working all day. It's late. And then, like, she takes off her socks. I'm like, yeah, get those puppies and let them breathe. I love, I love letting my, my feet out. And then when she turns to the side, and then they show Laris, I still was like, oh, my God, Laris, she's going to see you. <laughs> and then when she doesn't turn her head back, I was like, oh! Oh, gross. Yeah. Yes, that was the way my brain worked through that, and I thought it was really funny. That's so funny. You knew it instantly? You were like, oh, I see what's going on here. Did you pick up on the beast beneath the boards when the dragon burst through? Obviously. See, I I saw book readers who didn't pick up on that, but when I first... Didn't pick up on, like... When the dragon burst through I didn't pick up on it until the dragon burst through the floor. Then it was like, oh, second the the dragon... Yeah, as soon as you burst through the floor, I was like... Oh, yeah. the beast beneath the. But boards. I saw like a lot of people still like a lot of the book readers want there to be a bigger payoff from that, and I'm pretty sure that that's just that. see. This is the problem. This is exactly the problem. Season eight. Yeah. Stop fucking, dude. Just watch the show. Just watch the show and enjoy <laughs> okay, it. It's fine. It's they're, they're, they're telling you a really interesting story. It's not the book. The second the that episode started, I think we were. I'm trying to think. It might have been seven minutes in when they're like funneling. All the people that could know that the king is dead into prison. I took it. I was because I had people at the house. Like I took out my earbud and I turned to Amanda and I was like, "This is insane." I was like, "This is crazy." Like we're seven minutes in. We're like, we're just imprisoning anyone who can know that the king is dead. Yeah. So they could lie and put people into place. It's pretty much how I think American politics works. <laughs> it's so like we talked about literally last week. It's on the episode the Westeros wing. Yeah. This is this is really how this is House of Cards. Like last week was West Wing, this week is House of Cards. I wonder what's next. Um, but yeah, when the dragon doesn't burn them to death, and then she flies away, and Otto's like, "Please don't shut the door, you idiots! I'm gonna be trapped in here with this dragon. He's gonna kill us all." He's just screaming, <laughs> "Open the doors!" And they're like, "No!" <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering if they're thinking they're like, "We gotta I saw keep two the dragon in there." I saw two different explanations from people that I think. Both are reasonable. One is, yes, we got to keep the dragon inside because the dragon's trying to escape in the dragon pit. But I don't think that's right because the way I see that room, the way they're showing it, it looks like there are other ways for the dragon to kind of fly out if necessary. Well, I just figured the dragon could just go through the wall. Yeah. If it just came through the floor, why can't it come through the wall? I think what they're actually doing, I think it is to keep to give the dragon an easier way out of the building. 
But I think what the guards might be doing is they might not necessarily know why everyone's running out of the building. They might not have seen or heard. I think they could hear a dragon. From outside? Dude, the dragon is like I think screaming. they just see everyone running The out, dragon is doing it's like... And they're trying to keep the peasants like in because like they were funneling everyone in in the first place. So they're just trying to shut the doors to shut everyone I do out. have I do have one problem with dragons. I love that you can command them to shoot fire with the word Jakaris, right? Mm-hmm. How do they know when to do, like, just an intimidating scream? There was, there's no word that she gives to be like, all right, scream at these people. Does the dra- Now, I, I understand that in, the, in this world, there's, like, this sort of, like, psychic bond between rider and dragon. Is that how it's done? Yeah. I think it's kind of implied that dragon mostly, knows the, the dragon can operate mostly on its own. It, like, and knows, just know what the dragon rider wants to have, like, yeah. to be doing. It's the only thing that dragon, I'm like. It's like having like a great dog. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like having a dog that knows what to do in when any there's threat a threat. It's, it's like, like I'm gonna. You really want to go? And it knows when to actually attack and when to not. Okay. All right. Sold me. Um. And yeah, then so the, you should. If you didn't catch it on your first watch, you should just go back and rewatch the that little scene. The actress who plays I don't even know her name. Allison? No, Helena. Oh. The Egan's wife, which is also their daughter. Mm. She does a great job in that scene. She doesn't have any words. Her face. She like as she's watching Egan get like knighted or whatever to become king, her face is like this really like She's scared. Scared, concerned. Look. So, is that face like she she knows what's, she knows coming. what's coming, or is it she she's knows. scared of Aegon? Like I really who he like is what as they a did person. With Aegon too, because the whole setup is like Aegon doesn't want to be king. He doesn't want to be king. I really didn't love the hunt for Aegon. Like I kind of like the two separate hunts. The White Worm stuff was okay. After they get Aegon, I don't think like the payoff was really there. And I think like when they start fighting each other, that was a little like cheesy or hokey which is fine I thought it'd been cool if they would have uh, killed Aegon I like, I was ready for that <laughs> just kill Aegon well they get Aegon on the throne I like what they do with Aegon though because it's all like he doesn't want to be king then he's riding in the cart with his mom and he's like look I know you're fucking bullshitting me you're about to essentially you're handing my life over really like, yes. you're putting me out there do you love me and then she's like she believes she does she's yeah. doing this she believes she's doing this for him he kind of isn't sold he's on like that. whatever but by the time he's crowned and standing there in front of everyone, he's like, oh, but these people love his me. first, his first look is, like, still just, like, whatever. Like, he's, like, nervous, scared, like, annoyed. And then, hey, And he's like, <laughs> okay. Fuck yeah. But I don't think... Now, apparently in the books, realized, yeah. he gets on his dragon and, and does, her. like, laps around maybe, the city. That's sick. But remember, this is an inaccurate history. So, like, maybe it's propaganda. Like, maybe Rainey's... The story of Rainey's bursting through the floor and leaving the keep to cover it up is Aegon flying on his dragon as in celebration just to cover up the fact that their crowning of Aegon was ruined by the Blacks' own like disrupting of the ceremony because they had a prisoner in in order to get the ceremony undone the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so, and going back to the Helena thing, just watch her face throughout the whole, that whole ending. It's she, so well done. Um, and, uh, what, what, I also liked in this episode, she started talking about, I think it's in the beginning when she's talking about 
um, people always want what they don't have, and the people who don't have it don't want it or whatever. And she's clearly talking about her brothers. And it's no, it's no surprise that this is people's least favorite episode of the season when Damon isn't in it at all. Yeah, I don't know. This, is, for me, is probably, like, maybe number... I, I don't know how I would rank these, but... It's pretty I good think, episode. I think... For the most part, every episode has gotten better. I like the scene. I like the episode. Uh, the scene. The scene when they're plotting at the beginning, and you realize that the conspiracy is like everyone. Pretty much everyone in the room, except for like the one old Beesbury. guy and the and the uh, commander of the night of the King's Watch. Yeah, he's like fuck Kingsguard, which I don't understand. Where were they? Were they not? Well, they knew they had Kristen the whole time. Yeah, but like, were they not making that plan in that room? No, they all were doing it separately with uh-huh. one another. But the plot is so big that essentially everyone's in on it. They're all like, okay, we can just do it. I just also Which think... Which shows you how little power Viserys had. Allison's kind of... I, Allison, I, she's a, Allison's a really good character because I don't... I don't like her, but I have sympathy towards her. And I kind of want her to win. But not win in the sense of, like, I want her... You just don't want her to... I don't want her to die. Like the worst things. I think she has good intentions. She just wants her son on the throne. I understand why. And like, if she really believes that Viserys' last wish was to put him on the throne, like, there's no way she could really think that, right? I think it helps her do what's being done. She's like to believe that that's what he was saying. But I think she knows he was. He clearly said. It's it's you. But I think she knows that even if that is what he were saying, that he's not really in the right state of mind for her to even take it seriously, considering how he's acted his entire life up to that point. Yeah, so... But I think it helps her in order to, like, go through this, this because she's going through with it either way. If he had never said that, she'd be struggling more still doing this anyway. But, yeah, I think it's a lot harder on her. Okay. All right. Um... I saw the other thing I saw big, like, debates over were, is White Worm dead or not? I think no. I doubt it. It's Um, too uncertain. Maybe, like, she's going to come back and be like, wow, they burnt down all my shit. She's going to think probably the hand did it. And she probably won't trust the greens anymore. I, again, so Allison is my number one green in terms of, like, the one I feel feel for. I like Damon, though. You mean Eamon? Eamon, yeah. Sorry. I fucking love him. Mini he doesn't game. even say Mini anything, game. but I love him. Anime, anime villain. I don't. I yeah, yeah. He literally looks like he's that straight out of an anime. I, I, I'm really interested to see like where his story goes. Supposedly, I was watching the All Ship X, uh, the live stream, live stream after. I watched his reaction video and I watched the nerd stream reaction video, nerd rotic, um, and they had two different takes on the whole episode. Ultra X, obviously, book reader, but liked the episode a lot. He said he liked pretty much everything that they went away from the books with. And um, Nerdrotic wasn't a great fan. Said he liked 75% of the episode, but then when the dragon burst of the floorboards, he like didn't like that. Is he um, a book reader? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guys on his show, the other people on the show also agreed with him, but the one guy isn't a book reader, the other one is, and then Shad is a book reader, but he didn't mind it, he liked it. Um, so interesting how it's gotten a mixed mixed bag, but it's going to be, you know, see how they deal with it going forward. I'm really interested to like why the Game of Thrones book readers have such a tough time with adaptation. 
Like we're like treating them as two separate. Think about things. like Harry Potter readers. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Harry Potter readers love the Harry Potter books. You know what else they love? The Harry Potter movies. And the movies are very different from the books in terms of like things that happen and characters that just get left out. Because you have to, right? You're telling a story. It's an adaptation. But I think Harry Potter readers do a really good job of saying, like, well, I love this for what this is, and I love this for what what it what this is. But it feels like in Game of Thrones, it's like, well, it's not what George R. R. Martin wrote in... George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Esau. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't know what that's all about. All in all, though, I'm excited for the season finale. You know you're going to get some good fallout with Damon, and eventually there's going to be, you know... It's going to be do you, payoff with all these stories. Do you think next week is just going to be like what we just saw this week, but in reverse? Like, we're yeah. just going to see it's all going to be Rhaenyra. It'll probably and... end. I'd imagine it's going to end with some another, like, or close to the ending will be another big, like, oh shit moment. Clashing moment where the two sides kind of I, face I, if off if a little bit. If I'm them, I'm saving everything for season two. But season two is really good. We're going to see, like, a lot more battles and like military strategy armies moving from place to place across westeros trying to hold forts retake lands getting across the land while in enemy territory and stuff like that which is going to be fun um and it's going to be involved and it's not going to be with the people you think like it's going to be the kids really you know it's going to be the strong boys and the oh well did you watch like the for next week yeah mm-hmm. Jaceris, right is that his name jace when he's like, he pounds the table and he goes, "Send us." And I'm like, "Oh, hell yeah!" I don't think they're. I don't think those two are gonna make it. No, I don't think so either. I don't think those. Two I don't know. Gonna... They the book, not the book. This show, so far, has shown like, Aegon's kind of like, a fuck up. Aemon is like this warrior. Well, I don't think they're gonna make it either. And these two boys are just <laughs> like. I think of all four of them, Aegon has the least chance of making it. But that's just because he's king right now. Like. I think the it's best way chance... too soon in the story for King right now. I think now the to best be chance is Aemon. On the green side, definitely. I think just as a whole. I think the best chances. Is... We're just talking about like their sons and their. I sons. think the best chance is Damon and any Damon, any of Damon's children, but especially Damon and Rhaenyra's children. Yes. So like they're babies right now. We don't know anything about them, but eventually they're going to just gonna grow up and hardened wars. <laughs> yeah, just be like, like so like, like, like <laughs> the end of this story. I think savages. is like still. 20 years from where we are now, so, like, I don't... Or 10 years from where we are now or something, so, like... I How many seasons do you think we're going to get of this show? Three or four. Do you think that's just that's it? That's what they say. And then we're going to go into another thing. Like, I want, be, like, ten. I think by the time season three and four are coming out, there's, there's another, another spinoff ready to go. And then, like, maybe they'll stagger it, so, like, three will end season one of... I think, realistically, they're going to want... It'll be the, I think it'll be the Jon Snow show, because they're going to go from the prince that was promised shit in this show to the prince that was promised with Jon Snow. They'll do a few seasons of the Jon Snow show and then go into the Robert's Rebellion show that shows the backstory of how Jon Snow was born, who's a Targaryen. Do you think when they do that show, are they going to recast Sean Bean? Are they going like, to make him look young? Are they just going to try to get someone no, who gotta, looks like a young be, Sean, Sean Bean? Sean Bean's going to be like 70 by that point. He can't. Do you get that other guy who plays Robert and be like, Yeah, probably. We're going to need you to lose a lot of weight. So, Game of Thrones in a good spot. I'm surprised that people were so torn up about this episode, but I think it's just because people were hurt 
and they want to find things they don't like. Now, a lot of the other criticisms about like I already brought it up with the chase scene, like the the battle between Cole and the brothers, like kind of seemed wonky. A lot of people didn't like some of the what they consider the woke stuff with the women talking about how men are so violent and then them but going I don't think that's violent. woke but I don't think it is either I like I think it's like these are just very unaware characters oh wait they don't realize was, they're also assholes that's my problem that was my my other I was very mad at Allison and her logic to to tell Rhaenys <laughs> you should have been queen yeah but then turn around and rip it away from Rhaenyra is so like it's so stupid <laughs> what are you doing (laughs) and like she makes a good argument to Rainey's yeah but like it's totally tone deaf in the sense that like you're holding her prisoner and usurping the throne right now like yes if you were saying hey go back to Driftmark and think about this it would seem genuine go back to your room (laughs) ring the bell when you've come to your decision which like is like and if your decision isn't the right one we're gonna hang you yeah so like I don't have to say it it's implied the whole conversation is like it's nice but that's my thing, is, like, you can say, all oh, it's them trying to sneak woke shit into the script, but I think it's just, like, these characters genuinely believe the shit they're saying, they're just not aware of their role in it, in what yes. they're doing, which is completely well, consistent with everything Game best, of Thrones does. The best fucking line of the whole show last night was Rainey's being like, you just want to build a window in your prison. It's like, damn, yeah, it's like, you don't want to be free. Well, she is a, she's the ultimate... The reason why you feel the way you feel about Allison is because she has no own thought, agency, yeah. or autonomy over her destiny. Which is why I think I love Rainey's. Like Rainey's, Rainey's has I, made her destiny. Way, called that so early. I think in episode one, I was like, I was like, I love Rainey's. Yeah, she's pretty badass, and she's gonna be a great aid to you know the blacks, assuming that's what's going to happen. So it looks like the blacks are gonna pick up Eric. They're picking up the drift. Islands, which are they good. get Melis, which is they huge. Melis is it big. Puts them up one in the dragon column. It looks like they're going to have uh, that knights, the commander. What's his name? Uh, the guy who left in the middle of the Harold, after they said no one else is leaving, and then he's like oh, Harold Strange. But I guess what are they going to do? They're going to kill him. They can't really. Kill, they can't kill him. Yeah, they can't really kill him. Maybe they try, but I think <laughs> he's going to allow it. I would have liked to see him in. Cole face off though. Like I know. A that's sword was, fight. Even if he died hoping. that way, it'd be like, oh cool, Cole just like I was like, Cole, man. Cole's the worst. But he's he a like good, the he's a good worst villain, character. Though. He's a good villain. He's a He's like has no control over his anger. He's just a fucking simp. <laughs> he's a psychopath. He like snaps and then like loses his fucking mind. Don't talk to my queen like, like that. blacks out. It's like dude. <laughs> figure it out. What the fuck, man? He just killed that guy. He's an old man. And no one even like questions it well, kind of like, was convenient for everyone else I was like well if he's gonna kill I don't him. know the acting in this show is so good you said something about it um early on and it, that may have been a fair criticism in that episode but I think since then it's been so good you were it talking episode two. I think you said like you said all the conversations feel like stagnant like they're just kind of saying dude the Not movement this episode. the movement of like everything is staged so well but like, that, I'm telling you, go back and watch episode two. You'll see what I mean. The difference. Compared to all these other like, episodes. When he smashes his head down and Lannister boy just kind of stands up, like, he's like, I, this shit's about to happen here. He walks out, and then the way he comes back in the scene and, like, looks at Beesbury's just, like, bleeding head on the table. There's just a lot of stuff going on in every scene. It's really yeah. good. Like, really good. Like, I'm telling you, it's... People pointing out how, like, Laris and the Lannisters... And as the seasons gone on, have gotten more like 
blinged up in their robes. They're getting more power, and you can see that in like what they're wearing and how the characters are acting. Otto's such a cunt. Yeah. And creepy too. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. I got such weird tingles in my body <laughs> when he's yelling to everyone there. Like, who the fuck died and made you in charge? That's Viserys, but, like... Well, he's like Tywin now. He's pretty much king. But that's the thing. When when Aegon is raising the sword and realizing, actually, he's going to be good to be king, that's when I think... I don't know if Otto, everyone else realizes. Is Otto, like, shit? Does everyone else realize that you aren't going to be able to control him? It's the same yes. thing that happened with Joffrey. It's yes. Like, you think you can control the king, but then it's, he's actually king. And, and he's you gonna, actually don't have control because he has the he's power. He's the king. Like, yeah. he's going to tell you what to do. And then if you don't do it, he's going to cut your head off. He doesn't care that you're his grandfather. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He hasn't been loved Especially by anyone. Especially when they're a sociopath. The only person who loves him is the, this crowd. Which is this why... kid makes his own children fight in a child fighting pit. Which is why the conflict is so inevitable and is destined to be so bad, despite what Allison, Otto, and all the lords, everyone there believes they can do just by having the male heir take the throne is he's not going to be a good king. Yeah. So, like, all you need is a not good king on the throne Dude, to have anyone like, justify another king. We talk king. about, like, so many different things where it's like, well, if you just do it good, it'll work. <laughs> but, like, the problem is no one does it good. Yeah. So, like, you're in your head, you're just thinking, well, he'll be fine and we'll get to do whatever we want. It's like, well, he's going to be a disaster. <laughs> you're going to die. And So, now what? Now everyone's going to die because of it. I saw a couple comments being like, uh, people are expecting Damon to just be like there to be there just like leaning against the wall like laughing at like him becoming king and I was like that's really funny cause like that is just what he's been all season is like whenever something is going on he's just kinda in the corner just leaning like idiots (laughs) I don't think Damon will ever be king like I don't think Damon and Renera are gonna be king I don't think think so I think it'll pass over them yeah like it's gonna be too late by the time they if they are like side was to win yeah but I think they'll live to see, like, the greens get pretty fucked up. Yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, they're going to probably they're gonna have win a nice a couple little, battles. They're going to probably have a nice little last lap. Listen, it's going to be kind of like, listen, they're going to go the way of the Starks. Rob never made it to become king. By the time it's all but settled. But, like, Rob got, Rob got to really put a damper on, on a lot Lannisters. of... Yeah. He did great for a while. Yeah, and then, you know, he died. But <laughs> it's just the show. But... It, when, by the time it's all resolved, like, no one who you care about now will probably be relevant to the resolution. And the ones who are are going to be people that, like, you wouldn't have expected. You'd be like, oh, okay, well. Do you think season two is going to start? Well, I guess it'll depend on how next week ends. But I'm assuming season two is going to start with, like, a time jump. Like, I think we're going to be, like, into in the season war. two, yeah, we'll go a little. Or maybe, like, a couple months. Yeah. But I think what we'll see next week is going to be like them now dividing up Westeros. Like the Rainies and Damon are going to be like, who do we have to call to our side? And they're probably going to have a pretty decent pile of allies. It's so weird. Like when you look at the map the of Starks, Westeros. I think the Starks are going Damon. I hope so. I, want the North I don't Damon want to have side. to root against the Starks. I know. Well, that's why the Lan- Well, I'm just going because the Lannisters are clearly. Yeah. Green. Green. And the Starks have a history of. Uh. Being against the Targaryens. Yeah. So. The Targaryen kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like. Because, like, they'll ally with these. Like, I don't think they're going to like Aegon. I think they're going to go with these Targaryens. (laughs) Like, these are the good Targaryens. Which they're not. Because they're not on the throne. But they're not good people. But it's always fun. It's always fun to fight the king. Um, so, yeah. 
That was Game of Thrones. All right, let's actually start a podcast, I guess. We are a Game of Thrones podcast.